0: Well, when a commercial truck carrying a chicken struck a highway overpass uh, in Langley Tuesday, uh, it was, get this, the 28th overpass hit in B.C. since the start of 2022 – 15 of those crashes happened this year. Uh, The data also shows that BC only went 11 days between the two most recent overpass strikes. Why are they happening, and how do we fix this? Joining me now to talk a little bit about the challenges before the trucking industry and government is Dave Earl, president and CEO of the BC Trucking Association. Dave, thank you for joining us. I'm glad to be here, Jack. I know you grow tired of doing these interviews on this particular issue, and I know you're very frustrated by, by what's been occurring as well, and I know that the industry is frustrated. Uh, first and foremost, in your mind, why are they happening, especially in the last couple of years? I didn't, we didn't hear about these things you know, 10 years ago, in my opinion. Maybe, maybe I would have been around the news then. I don't know. But you didn't hear about this stuff. What, what is going on in your mind? Yeah,
1: there's a few things, Jazz. I mean, one of the things to keep in mind is not every incident is the same. So when you look at the one that happened yesterday with with the trucks, and I'm not privy to the investigation at all, but, you know, taking a look at what's there, that was a pretty standard configuration for the truck, and I would venture to guess that it went under that overpass uh, probably a dozen times a week for many, many years. But something happened yesterday. Mm. And when you look at the type of truck, the roof actually moves. It allows the crates to be loaded and unloaded.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I don't know. I mean, clearly, this is very different than somebody putting an excavator on the back of a trailer and going down the road. Um, something different happened this time. So it, it's not as, um, as clear cut as we've seen in other incidents, that's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, there's been talk uh, recently in the news that we need stiffer penalties. Uh, do, you, do you buy that? Oh,
1: absolutely. And one of the things we're really happy to see, and we've been working with the ministry on this recently, is is looking at what that is. Uh, and what we've seen happen with the last two incidents in particular is the minister has used his authority to step in and suspend the operating certificate until they can figure out what happened. You know, and it isn't so much the, the real specifics, but it's a, are we dealing with a, a pattern of bad behavior or lazy, fair attitude or are we dealing with something that's a little bit different? And uh, What I mean by that is when you look at the incident that happened in North Vancouver, that's a big load on the back of a trailer that there was no way it was going to work. Um, the one that happened yesterday, it's a little, little different. You know, what something happened um, that was unusual. When we think back of the incident that happened on Highway 99 uh, with, the, with the vehicle that struck the overpass, mm-hmm. um, you have to keep in mind it came through the tunnel. So something happened between the tunnel and the overpass. It wasn't that the driver said, I don't care, I'm just going to do my thing. Something happened. And that's why these are a little more tricky sometimes to, to tease out. But we're very happy the ministry is really taking these things seriously.
0: Is this about more training? I know there's training of these truck drivers. Does it speak to the quality of training that they're receiving?
1: Sure does, Jazz. I mean, up until two years ago, uh, the actual content of what a truck driver was trained to do was really variable. You had some really, really good, reputable schools doing a great job and some not. Uh, And what we saw two years ago was the adoption of a federal standard that standardizes training right across the country. So as time goes by, more and more drivers will get that training uh, and should be in a better position but we've got to do something about everybody else.
0: Uh, when you, what do you mean by uh, 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 these other folks? What do you mean by that?
1: So we've got literally decades of drivers that have been licensed and trained to variable standards. Okay. So the question becomes for us is to say, well, what do I do with somebody who perhaps, uh, you know, got their license, uh, their class one license in 1998 and has been driving a particular configuration of truck? Then they get a new job and they're on a new one. And how do we make sure that they're given the skills and assessed on those skills to do the work that needs to be done to operate safely? We have
0: a lot of immigrants coming to Canada. We have a shortage of labor. Are they getting the proper training in your mind? Uh, Students that are coming here as well from some of these private schools? I mean, uh, how much of of that uh, is causing some of this in your mind? I know it's anecdotal. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm making some assumptions and presumptions here probably, but I think it's the right question to ask is, is that part of the challenge as well?
1: Well, it's the same conversation, you know, and making sure in the past two years, uh, certainly everybody that comes, they're assessed. And it depends on what jurisdiction they come from and what training they have in that jurisdiction. And before they're issued a license in a jurisdiction in Canada, that training they've done goes through an assessment to make sure that they're actually on par. And if they're not, they have to do the training here. Mm. That wasn't done until two years ago. So we're still in that catch-up mode.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm just going to change the subject ever so slightly, only because what's in Mm -hmm. the news. And and today the the, uh, prime minister announced that uh, they're going to provide some help for rural residents in regards to home heating, and they're going to pause the carbon tax uh, for three years. Uh, And your industry, uh, just in regards to fuel itself, uh, is a significant impact. Um, Can you just speak a little bit about the carbon tax and, and its impact on trucking?
1: Oh, yeah it is—it is definitely a cost that our members absorb uh, in their operations, which means that you and me and every single Canadian pays more for the goods that make make it to their homes every day. Hmm. Um, it's an extra cost. There, there is absolutely no doubt. It's a very transparent cost flow through industry. Um, you know, our members uh, regularly negotiate fuel surcharges as part of uh, the backstops and contracts. So. When you, your listener you know, thinks about the carbon tax and what they pay at the fuel pump, they need to remember everything they buy has a component of that carbon tax embedded in the price. Mm.
0: Are there any states in the U.S. that are charging a carbon tax or something similar to a carbon tax that you know of? I don't know, Jazz. I couldn't answer that one for you. Okay. I'm just curious because uh, I know everybody talks about climate change, but very few actually bring in the carbon tax and have it increase significantly year after year. And we're just on the early stages of a significant increase up until 2030. So I was very, very curious. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me.